stands on golden sands and watches the ships that go sail. Anyway, in our third and final segment, we like to talk about obituaries. And today we have to catch up in this department. So let's talk about four people who have joined the choir invisible. We mentioned him earlier in the show. Henry Hyde passed away last month. Yes, the moralizing conservative congressman from Illinois, whose name is affixed forever to the Hyde Amendment, uh, which bans federal funds for abortions. Hyde was also a leader in the travesty that, uh, that, that, that was the ban of the so-called partial birth abortions. Yes, we're pretty sure that uh, Congressman Hyde is burning in hell as we speak. As chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Representative Hyde led the efforts to impeach Bill Clinton in 1998 for allegedly lying about his affair, well, no, allegedly, <laughs> with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. Hyde's own reputation was tarnished when an online magazine, and God bless him, revealed that Hyde had had an affair with a married woman 30 years before when he was 42, something he brushed off as a youthful indiscretion. Anyway, he's dead, and we're glad of it. Henry Hyde, good riddance. Also passing away last month, former Rhodesian Prime Minister Ian Smith. Despite his now infamous claim that Rhodesia would never be ruled by blacks for a thousand years, Smith later participated in the peaceful transference of power to the new government of Zimbabwe, headed by Robert Mugabe. We're going to have a talk about Zimbabwe in the next week or two, and so I think that's all we'll say about the late Ian Smith for now. And it, it is with great sadness that we note the passing of a former Radio Parallax guest. That would be Milo Radulovic. We spoke to Mr. Radulovic a couple years back in conjunction with the release of the movie Good Night and Good Luck, the story of Edward R. Murrow and his, uh, his taking the case of Milo Radulovic and using it to fight Joe McCarthy. Radulovich narrowly escaped being ruined by McCarthy and McCarthyism, but he survived to become a meteorologist with the National Weather Service and actually for quite a long time lived right here in Davis. It said that when then-Governor Ronald Reagan would uh, call for a personal forecast, he would often get it from Milo Radulovich. We'd like to refer you to our own archives at radioparallax.com for the interview we conducted with Mr. Radulovich. We enjoyed that very much. Although it was sad to note, as the Sacramento Bee noted, that uh, the attack on um, Radulovich's patriotism would dog him for the rest of his life. He said, that it stopped me from achieving some of the goals I wanted to attain. I never got my college degree, and that bugs the hell out of me. We will re-air the interview in a future program. Finally, with a couple minutes to go, we want to note the passing of a, uh, a true legend of showmanship in the sense of P.T. Barnum and the passing of motorcycle daredevil, Evil Knievel. I think I liked the obituary about him in The Week magazine the most, so I want to quote from it a bit. Robert Craig Knievel spent much of his adolescence in Butte, Montana, raising hell. At 13, he stole his first motorcycle and later dropped out of school to work in the copper mines. After he once made an earth mover pop a wheelie, it crashed into Butte's main power line and blacked out the entire town. Knievel raced stock cars and motorcycles, joined the army in the late 1950s, and later drifted into a life of petty crime. He got his nickname when, after being arrested for stealing hubcaps, the police put him in the cell with a local troublemaker known as Awful Knoffel. 
Their new charge was soon labeled Evil Knievel, which he later changed the spelling to E-V-E-L because it looked classier. He was selling motorcycles in Moses Lake, Washington, when, as a promotional stunt, he jumped 40 feet over parked cars and a box of rattlesnakes and landed on top of the rattlers. Yes, at age 27, Evil Knievel had found his calling, which he later described as jumping over weird stuff on motorcycles. Knievel formed a troop called Evil Knievel's Motorcycle Daredevils and began barnstorming the western states. Later, he went solo and in 1968 reached the big time with a much-publicized jump over the fountain at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. On national television, Knievel lost control of his bike and slammed into a brick wall. The accident left him with a broken pelvis, hip, and ribs, and he remained unconscious for a month. But as soon as he recuperated, he jumped over 52 wrecked cars at the Los Angeles Coliseum. In 1974, Knievel would gain international fame when he announced that he was going to jump over the Snake River Canyon in Idaho, specially constructed rocket motorcycle. And that is a story we wish to tell you about at some length because it has a local connection. The man that designed the so-called Sky Cycle, Robert Truax, has local connections, and he is still alive and well, and we're going to do our best to bring him on this program in the weeks to come. My roommate when I was here in college here also had a chance to hang out with Evil Knievel at a bar down in San Diego. But that story, too, will have to wait for a future program because we are out of time. <laughs> Wipeout! This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I've been your host, Douglas Everett. We'd like to thank our guests today, our own environmental correspondent, Jennifer Davidson, as well as open water swimming legend, Bob Roper. This has been Radio Parallax. We'll see you next week at the same time. <laughs>